Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. and welcome back to season five of Mads World. I have so much juicy content lined up for you in this season, including more bad date stories, loads of advice, funny submissions from all of you, and of course, fabulous new guests and interviews. Before we jump in, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast when you have a moment. It helps us reach more people. And follow me on Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3. In this episode, I am bloody thrilled to be joined by Erica Guider, creator of Swipes for Daddy. Erica started her popular Instagram account, the sensational Swipes for Daddy, around eight years ago. In a nutshell, Erica began setting her Tinder age range to 45 plus, asking the men who matched with her if they were dads, and then fueling the chaos that followed. Initially an in-joke with friends, she then began to post the hilarious content on Instagram, which began to go viral due to the cringe nature of the dating app screenshots. It also caused many people to question their online personas and presence when using dating apps. In this episode, we chat about all things age gaps, alongside a couple of our own stories, we get deep on why Erica started the account, what she has learned, Tinder dads and who they are, the wealth disparity and power imbalances that come with them, and her advice on dating with a large age gap. Hi, Erica. Hello. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm feeling like I might be getting a cold, but I think it's just because I haven't left the house today and I've had the heat on full blast. Oh my God. It's so weird that you say that because I have the worst cold in the world right now and everyone thinks I have COVID and I just don't. No, I had that in August where I had full blown COVID symptoms, but not Mm. COVID. Yeah. And everyone just acts like you have the plague and they're like, don't come to dinner. Don't do this. And I'm just like, guys, I swear I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump into our speed date question round so everyone can learn a bit more about you, Erica. So outside running swipes for daddy what is keeping you busy at the moment i i've just changed careers for like the fourth time Mm -hmm. in my 20s which isn't because like i hate my well sometimes i hate my jobs it's just a series of events that have led me to now working in audio Mm -hmm. um so i actually work in podcasts how Um, ironic (laughs) yeah yeah i i but i'm rarely on this side of it so yeah but my background's in science so it's kind of an interesting route to now working in podcasts and you know hugely disappointing to my parents <laughs> and I guess it kind of links to running the experiment that swipes for daddy has somehow become yeah yeah no it's 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 a lot of the times that I was talking to dads was when I was in the lab like mm-hmm. doing RNA sequencing you know I'd be like waiting for like an incubation period I was like waiting for something for like 10 minutes so I would just talk to the dads and then continue with the <laughs> with the experiment but yeah I still tell the dads that I'm a scientist 
It sounds cool and sexy. <laughs> My next question is, what do you look for in a friendship? I So I love this question yeah. because I've had this conversation multiple times in the last maybe month mm-hmm. where I've been talking to friends like in depth about what is important in mm. friendships, especially as you make friendships. You know, now that I'm like in my late 20s, mm. it's harder to meet people and mm-hmm. become really good friends with them. And throughout the pandemic, I actually became really close to a lot of my neighbors. Oh, that's cool. And my friend Georgia is actually my neighbor who I met at the coffee shop on our street. Yeah. And we just like clicked. And, you know, we were kind of digging into how do you click with someone? It's just having good conversations. Mm -hmm. Do they inspire you in some way? Are they creative? Are they intelligent? Are they like, what do you get? out of speaking to them that makes you want to speak to them more. Yeah. And I just, I really, cause I'm really, I wouldn't say I'm sensitive about it, but I feel like when you live in a city, especially somewhere like London, there's mm-hmm. so many, uh, what do they call them? Like social climbers. Yeah. Where you'll be in a conversation and you can tell that they either just want something out of you or they're mm-hmm. gauging what they can get out of you or they're just on their phone the entire time. So I'm I'm very into like finding these like meaningful genuine connections with people. Yeah, I think in the pandemic it definitely became like so apparent as to what was important and if you were living with housemates because I was living with three housemates throughout the whole pandemic, everyone's, you know, worst and best qualities were just amplified times mm. a million. So I think the qualities in those people that made them become like family were kind of things like you were saying we can laugh together. You learn from each other. Like you just kind of think like, what do I actually want to get out of my friendships? And I think that definitely was heightened for a lot of people in the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. And then you realize like, I don't want to live with this person anymore. <laughs> so true. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Me and my friend, um, we we kind of were at each other's throats for the whole pandemic. We we're like, I hate you. I can't live, can't live with you. But now that we've moved out, we're just like best friends again. It's like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to meet your heroes. You shouldn't live with yeah. your best friend. It's so true. It's a cliche for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about social climbers, I found that really interesting. How would you sum up social media in one word? So I, it's technically four words. That's allowed. <laughs> but it's IBS inducing. Okay, good. <laughs> um, there's like, obviously there's loads of jokes online about like hot girls have IBS or like, there's like so much online <laughs> about IBS specifically. And as someone who has a lot of stomach issues, like actual stomach issues from Mm -hmm. stomach ulcers, I have IBS, I have, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. constantly going to the doctor. I think a lot of it has to do with social media. Like the anxiety of it all. Yeah. And also, Mm -hmm. but also because my job is so online, I have to be on, you know, I'm on my computer from nine to six, at least Uh every day. I'm just staring at a screen all day. Yeah. And then I'm staring at my phone at night. And I'm just kind of like, my stomach hurts. (laughs) My stomach hurts. It can be quite toxic, I think. Like work is social and you are speaking to people at work work all day long, but then to go to your online relationships after work as well, it is just like absolutely overwhelming sometimes. I think we all just need a bit of a break. But like you said, if it's your job and like for me, promoting the podcast is all through social. I'm very active on social media as well. Like obviously just trying to push the podcast as much as I can. There's sort of no way that I can switch off and yeah and still do all of those things so it's kind of like running on a treadmill I don't really know what the solution is yeah and then you know 
I've been talking for work a lot about the metaverse. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't want that. <laughs> and I just, I like, I keep wait. I keep having nightmares that like, you know, when you have nightmares, like right before you wake up around like 6am. Yeah. Really vivid ones. Really vivid ones. Every single morning lately, I've been having like intense oh. nightmares at 6am. Yeah. That's so annoying. And I always like wake up and then I start thinking about the future and like how fucked up everything is going to be. And like, yeah. I have a four-year-old niece and it just makes me so sad to think like, is she going to grow up like criticizing her own face on social media? Like if I had to deal with this at a much younger age, mm -hmm. I don't know how I would be able to cope. I think we're similar ages, like late 20s. And social media wasn't massive for me until I was probably for like 17, 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, in Australia, I think we had MySpace and then, you know, oh, maybe 16 actually, like Facebook kind of becoming popular when we were 16. But before that, I'm so glad that we missed that like last little boat of people that have social media as kids because it is so damaging. Yeah, 100%. And I, I was... I was a very online, very online <laughs> kid, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. Like, I was on MySpace in the sixth grade. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I got my first AOL screen name in, like, 1998. Like, oh my, my brother, my, it was, like, Dolphins, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 7, 7, 8, 9, 10. Love that. Because um, <laughs> I think my brother just typed in Dolphins, and that was, like, yep. the first one available. And he was like, this is what you're getting. I used to love Dolphins. I had a Dolphin lamp. It was just everything. I don't even like Dolphins. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> it just says so much about you. <laughs> I was just like, I don't care. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I just love AOL. So good. <laughs> Going into the kids' chat rooms. What would be the title of your memoir? Oh, this would be A Pocket Full of Disappointment. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think I originally was like, oh, maybe it would be like Daddy's Little Disappointment because I'm sure nice. my parents are really disappointed in me all the time. Oh, but I'm sure they're not. You've got uh, an amazing Instagram account. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, my Polish immigrant parents care so much. <laughs> it sounds like something out of um, Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I will read it when it does come out. <laughs> Thank One you. Day. Good to know. <laughs> um, my last question for speed date question round is what other Instagram accounts or creatives are really inspiring you at the moment? So this is an interesting question because mm -hmm. I am like really obsessed with children's book illustration Instagrams right now, like Laguna Vintage, I think. It's like a collection of children book illustrations from the 60s on. There's another one called Ali Ali Oxen Free Books. Um, and there it's just these like really sweet children's book illustrations from like the 60s and 70s. It sounds really cute. I really like need to check this out. Yeah. And they're just like the it's like tiny little mice making tea in <laughs> their like tree lodge cabin. I don't know. I think I've become obsessed with it just because of my fear of the metaverse. Right. It's just like taking you back to a simpler time. I just want to be like a tiny chipmunk that runs a key cutting <laughs> shop, you know? Yeah. Yes. Somehow I know. 
It makes no sense, but I know. It's like, it's visual ASMR, I guess, for me. Just like imagining such a simple, easy life of sitting next to the fire. I've been fantasizing a lot about like moving to Thailand and just having like a bar and wearing no shoes and like just having no internet and all that sort of thing. But I'm like, I don't know how long that would last me before I got bored and wanted to be in a big city where there's like noise and People vomiting outside your house in London <laughs> and like shit like that. Genuinely. I don't um, know because maybe, yeah, I guess I would miss it. I yeah. definitely would miss it. You miss the hustle and bustle when you're used to it, I think. I think a quiet life. But then how quiet would a, a bar in Thailand be? You'd be meeting people all the time. It would be quite good. I don't know. You'd have to deal with tourists. You would, but um, hopefully they'd just all be cool English people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's a joke. Yeah, no. <laughs> cool English and cool Australian people. Australian and English tourists are not good. Let's not lie. <laughs> I mean, Americans aren't any better. Up next is our story time round where we usually get guests to speak about their funniest or their best date. And I thought that you might want to share one about dating an older guy. This is kind of a funny story. Okay. Um, this was maybe year two into running Swipes for Daddy. Amazing. And I was working as a lab manager at a university in a small town in New Jersey. And I, the department that I worked in, I worked in the ecology and evolutionary department of the school, would have a beer hour on Fridays. And I hate Fridays. Like, I really hate Fridays. <gasps> That's so random. Because... Back in the day when you had to go into work Monday through Friday, I was so fed up by Friday talking to people that I just wanted to go home. Yeah, and everyone wants to carry on on a Friday, don't they? And you're like, I'm sick of you people. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I don't want to talk about work. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going home. But anyways, one of my coworkers was like, Erica, you need to come to beer hour. There's this guy from the press. There was like a publishing company in the town. And for some reason, they kept coming to our beer hour, stealing our beer, because <laughs> someone in the department was friends with them. And she was like, Erica, there's this guy. He's older. He's like a silver fox. He's so handsome. You'll love him. Like, you have to come to beer hour. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. And then <laughs> <laughs> one day, I decide to go to beer hour. I totally forget about this guy. And I'm telling a story. And this little, you know, a little circle forms around you. Yeah. And sure enough, there's this gorgeous gorgeous <laughs> silver fox like listening to me i'm like who the, who is this man oh my god um really good like he looked like anderson cooper but like better okay um, i'm Im- imagining someone amazing now i'll send i'll send you a, a photo please do um, <laughs> he introduces himself his name's bob great and- name <laughs> <laughs> and we end up spending the whole night chatting and we end up like going to a bunch of different you know bars in town and mm-hmm. the whole time we were just chatting and everyone's like smirking that I ended up like kind of on this like impromptu date with Love it. this man. <laughs> and keep in mind, at the time I was 23. Okay. And you're with the silver fogs in front of all your work colleagues. Love it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like my boss wasn't there, but like other scientists that <laughs> I respect and see me as a child were there. Um, and, oh, no. uh, yeah, so anyways, I was 23 and he was 47. Oh god. <laughs> and we were we were in this one bar and he was telling me a story about his first car. Mhm. And he was going on about it and he was like, "Yeah, it was 
back in 1993 and i was like oh that's the year that i was born (laughs) (laughs) and then he kept going on about how he couldn't take the train into the city anymore because his back hurt and it was all these like kind of like red flags of like oh my oh this is like an older man (laughs) and 47 isn't that old Mm. um but i think at 23 yeah he was still like oh he's like a he's an old guy yeah um (laughs) and he was really sweet and then we we met up for a coffee later on um he brought me some books and I think I just kind of freaked out a bit my roommate saw me at the coffee shop with him and he was like oh were you there with your boss and I was like oh no that was like a that was a date Um, oh no (laughs) and I think I think I was so hyper aware of how it looked and because I was in such a small town. Like people talk. People talk. And mm. I think I was also just kind of like uncomfortable, you know, this like even like the small things of like my back hurts so I can't take the train into the city. I'm like, what, what am I going to do with him? Yeah. Like, <laughs> go, go, cutting. No. <laughs> he'll die if I have sex with him. Like... <laughs> oh my god I don't know what to do um so I think the optics of it just made me a bit yeah and the reality of it yeah but he wasn't a dad and like he was really nice but he was really boring at the same time that's hard I guess that would be something like that becomes really apparent with age differences you have such different interests as well and if you can't talk about the same things like it's just what are you going to speak about? And I think that's my whole thing with like age differences and why I started the account in the first place. It's not so much of like all age gap relationships are bad. It's like, yeah. no, like what do you have in common with me? Yeah. When I started talking to dads, I was 20 living in a basement with five <laughs> other girls. Like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm going to bring a fucking airplane pilot into my college <laughs> dorm to sleep on the concrete floor with his bad back <laughs> yeah oh my oh. god I do love that story I've got um I've got something I really want to share with you so Please. this is a voice note that a friend of mine <laughs> received from a guy that she'd been on like one date with and she was like can you tell me about your um weirdest like sex experience and he was like and I'll do a voice disguising thing yeah. on it because I I don't actually know this guy, but she has given me permission to put it in the podcast and it is just so funny. I'm just going to play it and we can talk about it afterwards. So it's a bit of a long story. Um, I'll set the scene for you. I am 19, my second year at university. It's just before Christmas. I am at a pub, which is like very, very busy, quite drunk because... 19 in it and then uh right got a table with two of my mates it was absolutely rammed there was like it was quite a big table and then these three women came over and i'll have to be careful what i say about their age but they came over and considering i was 19 it turns out they were 32 so at 19 that's a bit of a gap but 32 is not old in any way so anyway, um, they came over and they were like, oh, can we sit at your table, please? Because it's rammed because we can't get anywhere else. And we were like, yeah, sure. And then two of them started arguing with my two mates about politics, like quite a heated debate. But I was like not asked about joining in. 
asked. Oh, again, hint, hint. Um, and then basically, the one, <laughs> what the one that wasn't arguing also, just suddenly like grabbed me under the table, and she was like, "Come outside with me." So I was like, "All right." So I went. And she was like, you all right? You look fucking freezing. Because I went to uni in Sheffield. And I was like, yeah, I am quite cold. And she was like, I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to come back with me. And I'm going to give you a nice hot bath. <laughs> so I was like, oh, buzzing? A nice hot bath is, is what? <laughs> I didn't have a bath at my student house. So I went back with her. And... She like oh God. started filling up the bath, and I was like, whipped all my clothes off because I was very keen. But the water was like really shit, and she was like, "Fucking British gas!" Honestly, you can't get service these days, can you? And I was like, "No, it's terrible, isn't it?" Yeah, she's getting forty quid, forty quid a month, and this is what you fucking get. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's really bad." Anyway, got in the bath, and then I expected her to also get in, but she did not. She, honest to God, like, just washed me to, like, within an inch of my life. Like, really, really washed me. And, you know, when you're a kid and your mom, like, fills up, like, a little jug of water and then holds your hair back while she, like, (laughs) pours it over your head. She did that. And there was, like, a rubber duck. And it was really fucking weird. And she, like washed like my area and went like why are you down there and then just like rammed her finger up my ass and I was like (laughs) that was my first time and then I got out and I was like oh (laughs) and then I tried to initiate more when I got into bed and she was like nah I don't sleep with strangers and I was like okay then um the next day i woke up and this was like before uber and i didn't have any money and i didn't know where i was and i was like i need to get a taxi home and she was like and she gave me 50 quid which is obviously two 20s and a 10 and i was like that's way too much i don't need that and she was like no 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 keep it keep it take it (laughs) so i think i basically pimped myself out um, and then I took my friends for Nando's the next day with the 50 quid. Told them all about Terry, was her name. We've been talking about Terry for like four or five years since that. Because obviously it's really, really funny. I went to live in Spain after uni for four years. Went back to Sheffield. Um, got an interview at a school to work there as an English teacher walk in and guess who's bloody interviewing me terry <laughs> terry the bath lady <laughs> how I crazy is that i know i don't did know did she recognize him um i don't know like i don't know what happens next and i'm just hoping by putting this story out there that we find this person and he comes on the podcast and tells us more because what the actual I love him. I love him so much and I love his voice and I feel like I just know so much about him but I don't even know his name. So 
I love that he just went with it. For a second, I really panicked because I was like, I think I might have gone on a date with this guy. Um, <laughs> you know his voice. I went on a date with like a like a northern, he wasn't really, yeah, I guess northern guy who had a kind of a similar story, like a pretty, pretty <gasps> similar story. Oh my God, maybe she does this all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what town he was in. I don't so know if it was Sheffield. Good. But it was like he went on a date with an older woman <sighs> And it, it, he, he felt, like, really creeped out by it. Oh, my God. Do you know what it was for me? It's the little jug. It's the little jug yeah. to, to wash the head. It's so funny. The rubber ducky, too. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is just such a classic. But how oh did God. he just go with it? I don't know. I don't know. I guess when you're 19 and you're just drunk and you're just weird and up north, you're like, oh, I'll just do whatever. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. Oh, God. So that's my, my favourite story of an older woman woman experience she's not even like she was 32 that's not even that much older than me (laughs) I can't imagine any of my friends in their early 30s doing this it's just so funny but the best part is just that she ended up interviewing him for a job so we don't know we don't know if he got it I don't love that she works at a school (laughs) (laughs) yeah the whole thing It's, it's very confusing and very weird but Anyway, we move. So I wanted to know, (laughs) I wanted to know um, a bit more about um, the concept of Swipes for Daddy. Now that we've got everyone's attention, can you talk me through (laughs) how how you run the account and, and how the whole process works? For the longest time, I just had Tinder on my phone with the age setting set to 45 and up. Mm-hmm. And I would I always use outdated photos of myself because when I first started running the account, I uh, walked past two of the dads. <gasps> oh my god! Really? Um, yeah, I was living in Boston, and I was in the like this. I forget what they call it, like the subway. Yeah. Um, and I I saw one from afar. Mm-hmm. No, I saw two from afar, like during my work commute. And then there was one dad who said that he would hang out at the Starbucks near where I worked. Oh, God. He didn't know where I worked because I always have a fake job. Yeah. But he was like, oh, I'm at the Starbucks in Central Square or something or Harvard (laughs) Square. And I was like, shit. Like, I walked past that every single day. So I always make sure I use outdated photos where, like, my hair cut or color is, like, different to how it is now. And then my my profile just says, Paul Simon fan looking for a man. <laughs> and my Spotify song is My Life by Billy Joel. Great. Which is really good bait because it's a song about divorce. Good. Um, <laughs> and so basically uh, I was running, you know, I was swiping on men over 45 on my phone until my Tinder got deactivated because <gasps> it was reported too many times. Why? My hunch is because I never meet up with the dads. Right. So I kind of like ghost them. Oh no. And they get butthurt and then report uh, your account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dear. So I had to get a separate burner phone just for Tinder. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm very lucky that one of my followers, Matteo, uh, gifted me one of his old iPhones. Thank you, Matteo, if you're listening to this. Yeah, he's the best. Um, <laughs> so now now I have a like a nice a nicer iPhone than my own, just for Tinder, just for the account, just for the account. Yeah, and so yeah, so my age settings are still you know, 45 and up. I look for t- men that look like your classic mowing the lawn kind of guys (laughs) and I swipe right 
And then I just let, and I, I start every conversation on my side with what do you do? Do you have kids? Because mm-hmm. I, I need to immediately weed out the men who aren't dads. <laughs> Is um, that just because it's the what the account was born from? Yeah. And I also think like there's a big difference in terms of how, you know, me, old, like middle-aged men treat younger people based on their relationship with younger people like right you would assume that someone who's like 50 who has kids or 60 with kids my age they're going to see me with a more paternalistic lens yeah or you would hope that whereas like if a man's like a 60 year old bachelor who's never raised a kid yeah you can understand his mindset a bit more yeah so for me it's more about finding out why these dads see me as a sex toy. I see. And so what inspired you to start the page? I, there's kind of two reasons. Yeah. I am notoriously good with dads, mm-hmm. uh, like in my <laughs> friend group. Like whenever someone's dad or grandfather came to visit in college, I was always the one chatting them up. Yeah. Uh, and I was always like the, the favorite. <laughs> like, oh, my dad really liked you. And I was like, yeah, I know. Um and so I'm, I'm just good with parents. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of became like a long running joke of me, you know, eventually ending up with a much older man. Mm-hmm. And then also Tinder was new when I was in college. Yeah. And I thought it'd be funny. And I, I always dabbled in like comedy projects and making videos and yeah. writing jokes in my notebooks. And Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
I kind of wanted to do like a joke account. Um, and like meme pages were kind of becoming a big thing around then. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Tinder was known as a hookup app for young people. Yeah. And when I was messing around with the settings, I realized they could only go at that time, they could only go to 45 plus. Really? Yeah. So you couldn't set it any higher than 45 plus. That's so weird as a concept, isn't it? Like, I think you can go to like 99 plus now or something. Yeah. So back then it said to me like, oh, this is an app for millennials. Like this right. is an app for young people. Mm-hmm. Zoomers weren't on the scene yet. <laughs> Zoomers. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky them. Um, and so I set my set my my settings to 45 plus and then I just I swiped right on all of them uh-huh. and I was you know smoking weed on my friend's porch probably <laughs> uh chatting to the dads and it just became really ridiculous really fast and I kept all my answers curt like I I tried to be as short as possible yeah to let them lead the direction of the conversation yeah, yeah. and so I was 20 when this was happening I see yeah I was living in Seattle. I was matching with scientists, engineers, pilots, like people with like respectable careers. Yeah. You know, and they just, you know, went to town with their fantasies (laughs) with with me saying not very much. It doesn't take much. Yeah. From from what I've seen on the page, you literally give them nothing. (laughs) They give you everything. Yeah. (laughs) And um, there was one dad that inspired the account really yeah um where he he just kind of like on his own started describing his fantasy uh-huh of me like you know crawling to his doorstep or some oh, shit and asking if i'm shaved or waxed and pierce like what piercings do i have and just very very like explicit requests and his profile picture was him with his like four-year-old son in his lap oh my god <laughs> So the juxtaposition of his fantasy with his profile picture just, like, burned itself into my mind. Yeah, it's a lot. And I just, like, Swipes for Daddy as a concept was born. And there it was born. And, you know, it was kind of something I did as a haha amongst my friends. And yeah. then when I moved to Boston, I decided to take it online and started posting it as Swipes for Daddy. I see. And, and how quickly did it, like, escalate? Oh, it took a while. Yeah. I mean it really kind of grew once I did an interview for dazed.com. Oh yeah. Uh, back in, I was in London. So like 2018, I think it snowballed from there, but for a long time I was hovering around like 20,000 followers. And you don't, um, take submissions to the page. It's all of your own work. Does it take up like a lot of your time? It can like, you know, it depends how bored and busy I am. Yeah. But I mean, I have devoted thousands and thousands and thousands of hours (laughs) to it and I don't make money from it like everything's kind of you know out of my own pocket out of Mm -hmm. my own time yeah and so by this point yes I have spent like more time than I should have on the account but now I'm trying to really like having a burner phone really helps because and I don't have like a sim card in it so it only works with wi-fi I don't carry it around Mm mm-hmm so it's something, you know, sometimes I check it in the morning, but for the most part, I just, you know, before I go to bed, I check on the dads. <laughs> check on them like they're little Tamagotchis. Like they're fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like that's how I, I'm so detached from it. Yeah. Um, like to me, it's, 
I wouldn't say it's a, a game. They're like Pokemons. It's like my candy crush. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so dark, but I love it. Um, <laughs> so you were just saying like obviously you've got the burner phone and, and it, you're kind of trying to detach yourself from it. So has it? have you found that it has affected your dating life and like can you still use dating apps for real or is it is it all just a bit weird? Yeah, I mean it's definitely really made me hold men to a much higher standard than I think I would have without having run the account for so long. Yeah. And I think I look for qualities that I think can evolve into a Tinder dad personality type and avoid it. Okay. Um, what kind of qualities would they be? Just like people who don't listen or like, mm-hmm. like, like people who only respond to one part of a text. Okay. I find really frustrating. Yeah. Just like people, like, I don't know, just like pe- when you could tell like a guy doesn't really respect you and he's kind of after one thing. I mean, these are all very, like, easy qualities to pick up on. Yeah. But also kind of, you know, closed-mindedness. Yeah, um, yeah. still, you know, even even amongst the most woke men, there are ones who will surprise you with things that they say. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Even some things like guys that you respect and are friends with will come out with something and you're just like, wait, do you actually think that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. you're just like, wait, is my perception of you completely wrong? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I still like, you know, I still date. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not, well, actually, at the moment, I'm not, but I think sometimes I have a really hard time not talking to men my age like I do the dads. Yeah. And I don't really, like, I, it's like, I almost go into my like swipes for daddy persona. Oh, no. <laughs> It's which is crossing it's over. So bad. It's so bad. And I'm just yeah. like really short. And then like if they ask me two questions, I'm like annoyed. I'm like, why do you need to know this? <laughs> Stop um, crying into my personal life. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that part of it, I think I really need to not date online. <laughs> like, do you use dating apps for real than on your on your normal phone? Like I yeah. I mean I mm. have I have Hinge, I have Raya. Uh, yeah. I haven't like dated really since August. I'm like completely, I've been like pretty put off dating. Not for like any reason in particular, but kind of looping back to what we were saying about friends and, Mm -hmm. you know, I I plan on moving out of London sometime in the next year. I kind of, I kind of don't feel the need to date, like I don't want to date seriously and I don't want to lead anyone on because that's kind of the situation I had in August where... I was actually dating a guy 10 years older than me yeah. and he's lovely and I have nothing bad to say about him, mm. but we were just, you know, we have very different expectations. Like he yeah. wants to settle down and have kids and he's telling me this up front. Yeah. And if, if you've got different like motivations and different pathways and stuff as well, it can be really hard to sort of see a future there too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like mm. you, there's no way of even going into something open-minded and seeing where it yeah. goes when one person has very serious and like total, like totally understandable things that they want in their life. And I'm not going to waste their time. Yeah. And I think that situation made me feel like, oh, maybe I should take a step back because I don't want to lead anyone on it is good to have a break and I think you get a new perspective as well once you've had a bit of a break and like it can make dating fun again because I was saying this in an earlier podcast that I recorded with someone last week it can become to feel 
a bit like a chore sometimes and you're just kind of going through the motions or trying to keep up with all your friends who are going out or people who have boyfriends or whatever and it's not fun like you kind of why am I I going through this it just sucks you know it's such a waste of money yeah oh my gosh yeah (gasps) I had one of the worst dates of my entire life also like a couple months ago oh please tell the long story short of it yeah was he said and it was from like hinge and I was Uh like he seems really cool he has a cool job Mm mm-hmm Seems he was Australian, actually. Look out! He 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 like really wanted to do dinner, and mm-hmm. I was like, I I don't do dinner first dates. I just don't like. Yeah. I don't. I I I view a first date from a dating app as a meet and greet. Like yeah. I I have no idea if I'm going to be physically attracted to you. Yeah. And oftentimes, like men are really good at catfishing. <laughs> yeah, and if it's dinner, you have to sit through like longer than you would normally want to anyway because it takes time to like get the food, like decide yeah. what you're going to have, like get the bill. It's not like you can just stay for a drink and leave. It's a commitment. No, and he and he only picked out like really expensive oh, restaurants in Soho. Okay. And like if he's picking that, he's got to pay. Mm, we'll get there. Ooh. And I was like, this is really out of my budget. Like, I was unemployed for most of the pandemic. Like, I'm just, you know, I was not thrilled with any of it. But I, I assumed because he, you know, re- yeah. requested these fancy restaurants that he was going to pay. And if he's suggesting them and he's asked you out, I feel like that's that's can be expected, you know. Like, if you're choosing somewhere a bit more normal, fine to split yeah. the bill. But if you're suggesting places that are out of, like, you know, the normal realm of what is considered, like, where you wouldn't just go with your mates for a chill meal, then I'm yeah. like, no, I'm sorry, this is on you. So we go to this Japanese restaurant. Mm-hmm. We get – he orders the tasting menu for both of us. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the date the date was just so – like, this guy had zero, like, self-awareness. Like, he was just saying all the wrong things. Yeah. For the most part, he looked like his photos, but, like, nerdier. Uh, and like maybe you know if he had a great personality i wouldn't really like think much of it but he was just so awful oh god (laughs) and i don't think he like like this guy had no moral compass oh my god and a tasting menu like takes a while (laughs) we were there for like four hours and then i know all I, i just wanted to go home i wanted to go home so bad and then yeah and then the bill came and he goes so we're splitting it and it was a hundred pounds each you're joking. No. Oh and he had more God. to drink than me. He had more drinks than me. Oh, that is so annoying. There's nothing worse than when it don't, you're not enjoying yourself, you're having a crap date, and then, like, they either ask you to split the bill or it's like they're like, oh, can you get us a drink, like, if you're getting up to go to the bathroom or whatever, and you're like, I just want to go. Like, I just want to leave. I feel like I have to stay. And, like, at that point, first of all, he was like, oh, so we're splitting it. So, like, what was I going to say? No? Yeah, like, what can you say there? It's not like, oh, do you want to split it? But then, even then, how do you say no? It's so awkward. Oh, God. And then if he pays for the whole thing, then there's that whole... Obligation feeling. Oh, God. I hate being a woman. (laughs) I know. I know. And I think think that situation... Maybe it was that situation more than Mm. the other breakup, but, like, I I was just like, I'm not doing... I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this at all. (laughs) But, I mean, you just don't have to. And I think, like, that's the main thing. It's just... It's if it's not fun, just don't stop doing it, you know? Yeah. Like just just have a break and, and chill out and then wait until you actually like want to do it. Yeah. 
And I'm also having like a blast just hanging out with friends lately. Like, so good, isn't it? I'm like it? really into just like hanging out with my girlies. So much fun post pandemic, like going on girls' nights. I really forgot about them and then they're just back. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Or like I booked myself a facial. Oh, like in a stunning. Week, and I'm just like, you know what? I can't wait. I like, I would much rather spend money on that than like meeting up with some schmuck at a pub. Yeah. And like sometimes that's like the the litmus test. This is what someone said to me recently. They do this litmus test. You're a scientist. I don't even know if litmus <laughs> test is the right term, but um, you can tell me if it is. But pretty much they said the litmus test for a good date is if you would rather be like with your friends or spending that time like reading a book or watching a Netflix. Mm. Like if you'd rather be doing something else while you're on the date, that's the litmus test of whether you yeah. should see someone again. Is that the right use of the word litmus test, science test? I guess so, because a litmus test is just that little piece of paper that checks, um, God, I'm not a chemist. <laughs> is it the political use of a litmus test is a judgment about whether someone or something is acceptable? Oh, my God, it so is I exactly think, a litmus yeah. test. But in chemistry, because I don't know if it's – yeah, yeah, it's for whether a solution is acidic or basic. There you go. I was going to say that, but then I was like, what if I'm actually really wrong? And then everyone's like, you're a real scientist. <laughs> I studied ecology. Oh, my God. Oh, God. We've gone on such a tangent here. I have a Sorry. couple of – Sorry. No, it's, it's great. It's been such a great conversation. Um, have you ever met someone through doing the experiment that you actually really fancied and ended up going out with or, like, wanting to speak to more? No. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> never you've never no. met anyone that you're like oh they're actually a, like a good person no oh my god and how long you've been doing this eight years yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh that says volumes doesn't it <laughs> I mean I'm sh yeah there are definitely like dads that I've spoken to where I'm like oh he's actually like not a bad guy or like he's actually like I appreciate like hearing his side of it Mm -hmm. of like a story like recently I was talking to like an army veteran who was actually like very anti-war but my like my instinct was like oh this guy you know probably right wing but actually he had like a very interesting take but like I wouldn't meet up with him like I'm not yeah, gonna meet yeah, up yeah. with coffee when, when I was home last year at my parents in the states there was a guy that I matched with who didn't turn out to be a dad but he was pretty hot nice so <laughs> We would chat a bit and then he would like check in on me a few weeks later. And I was like, I'm not, I don't know if I actually told him whether or not I was on the app authentically. Yeah. Do, um, do people often ask you like, are you, are you trolling me or are you like, is this a joke or anything or do they ever suspect it or are they just massive zoomers and they don't think about it? No, they don't think, I think what they do run in, I think they get a lot of like bot. Oh Yeah. That's a thing for guys on dating apps or like prostitutes as well I've seen trying to sell their like services and stuff or OnlyFans people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I had a dad block me the other night or maybe it was yesterday mm -hmm. because I start everything with what do you do? Do you have kids? And he immediately was like, you gold digger. You're just after <laughs> me for my money. And I was like, uh... No, like I'm after you for your screenshots of your bad conversation. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they they kind of always assume that uh, I'm not a real person. Like they're like a lot of times they're surprised I'm a real person. Yeah, which I think is 
kind of funny, a little bit sad, but I don't feel that bad. Do you think there's a power dynamic when dating someone with an age gap? And like, where would that power lie? Would it lie with you or would it lie with one of the dads? Both um, mm. to an extent. Mm. I think, you know, it's it's a tricky one because it depends really on each person's financial situation. Like so much yeah. kind of revolves around money. Mm. And a lot of these dads, you know, offer that they'll like, I'll take care of you. Even even if it's like an authentic, like girlfriend relationship that they're looking for. Yeah. Money is like a big thing that they hold over you. And considering we're in a time where we have one of the largest intergenerational wealth inequalities, you know, like what (laughs) there's, I'm never going to make as much money as a boomer has yeah like, I'm never going to be able to buy a house at the price that they were able to so I do think like there is I mean there is a hundred percent imbalance between you know women in their 20s and men in their 50s yeah I guess it's just what you see as power as well whether you yeah. see sex and attractiveness and and those things as power or whether you see money as power as you were saying yeah but even like sex and looks like those the thing that I always tell the dads when they're like oh I'm looking for a tight young pussy I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I was like you know I'm gonna age like I'm not gonna stay 28 forever and you're gonna grow bored of me as well so, yeah. like, how long does my my worth doesn't last as much as theirs? Yeah, that's so true. God, that's so interesting. <laughs> I'm going to take you down a very dark route. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love it. <laughs> I love having my, my own opinions tested and my thoughts tested. It's just what the podcast's all about. But like I said, like, you know, I was dating a guy 10 years older than me and he made, you know, he was – you know, much, much farther in his career, Yeah, had his own place, but we got along so well. We mm-hmm. had, you know, similar backgrounds and everything, but, um, there, there was too much kind of like basic things that we didn't have aligned. Like, what do you mean? Like foundational values or do you mean interests? No, I think our foundational values were similar in that, like mm. he had very strong, like morals and ethics. And mm-hmm. he's also, his parents were also immigrants and like, there's like an indebtedness to your parents. And yeah, I, I don't like, I really got along with him, but he was just ready to settle. And I was kind of like, Oh shit. Like, not there yet. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Even if two people like love each other or you get on so well, it's all timing and circumstance. Like if you're at the wrong time in your life or if you're like your lives are circumstantially different, like you want to live in different places or you want different things, like it comes down to that and it's so it's as important as love. Like I went through yeah. a breakup this year and it wasn't because we didn't love each other. It was because of circumstance and, and just bad timing. Like he was younger than me. It was just just it was never going to work and you just can't help those things sometimes but they're just key and that's what I mean like I think there are definitely people who can fall in love with big age gaps so long as they're aligned in the same things and Mm. I think the thing that swipes for daddy really brought to light is just showing how large the disparity really is between older men and younger women yeah like where we are culturally where we are financially yeah. Um, like where society is, even the way that like boomers use the internet versus how we use the internet. Yeah, for like, sure. We're so detached. This isn't like the middle ages where I live in a village and the only guy I could <laughs> kind of fuck is my uncle, you know? 
like i wish it was (laughs) oh yeah i wish it was (laughs) let's bring back incest and that's the Um, moral of this episode Um, but yeah. So do you have any advice for anyone wanting to date older, older men? So obviously we've talked about having the same values and the same like circumstances and the same sort of aligned timing with what you want in life. But having spoken to so many Tinder dads, what would be your key advice for someone who is dating with an age gap or is hoping to date with an age gap? I think like don't unless you're doing it for money like if you're like a sugar baby is a sugar baby like fine do it like <laughs> make that like get a buck yeah but, like personally I've 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 become so turned off by older men running the account just because I think the thing that really really scared me mm. is so kind of going back to what I was saying earlier how I was matching with like doctors and engineers and like these people who had really respectable careers that I would probably would respect if I met them in the real world. And you'd look up to them normally. And look up to them, especially Mm. when I was like 20. Yeah. Seeing how they behave online. People don't know that they have that online persona. They don't Mm. know that Dr. Johnson is picking up 19 year olds online. Like, yeah, I I just don't really trust them. Yeah, it's like a dark side to people. But also, you know, they're the 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 kind of men who are middle-aged and on Tinder is a very specific subset of the population. That's true. If I met, you know, a 50-year-old man at a coffee shop and we bonded over something, the song that's on, <laughs> Billy Joel. Billy Joel. <laughs> It could be different. Like, yeah. it could genuinely be very different in the real world. It's just the men who are choosing to find a hookup or a girlfriend on an app. Yeah. Very superficially looking at photos. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I would advise women my age to do that. So the moral of the story is don't don't look for Tinder dads on Tinder. Find them in real life. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. Go to your local Home Depot, your B&Q. <laughs> say that you're painting your bedroom. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think that, that I mean that would be a great pickup line. It would. I'm painting my bedroom. Do you want to come and help me? <laughs> Because the thing is, I think, so the thing is, I always joked about, I was always the girl joking about, like, sleeping with her professor. Yep. Like, I was like, oh, he's so hot. Like, I'll do it for an A. <laughs> and that's part of why I started the account. And then I, I like, got scared. I was like, oh, shit, never mind. I really don't want to sleep with any of these guys. Well, there you go, folks. That is swipes for daddy in a nutshell this has taken such a crazy turn and i have loved recording this with you we've gone to some strange places but i really enjoyed I'm it so, i'm so <laughs> sorry i was like this is like not funny at all this is all very dark no it was great there was definitely so much laughs in there and we learned which was the most important thing of all yeah, yeah, we learned we learned so thank you erica for joining the podcast no problem thank you for having me no worries at all um i have to have you back again sometime soon because you were a fantastic guest i hope you enjoyed my chat with erica please let me know on my instagram it's at madsworld.mp3 or on my website it's madsworld.co if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share love and elbow taps peace
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.